Hey, everybody. It's Connor. If you are listening to this, it is an off week for us for one reason or another. Um, So I won't tell you when I'm recording this because who knows when this will be released. But for now, if you're listening to it, uh, this is a bottle episode, Um, sort of. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rebroadcast an episode, uh, but one of the episodes of ours I thought was especially good. And so lately I rewatched Prey, uh, the Predator film Prey that was released in 2022, and I still really liked it. And I went back and listened to our review of Prey, this episode, um, episode 343. And uh, I thought we did a great job discussing it as well. And so it was just a a, a, a double dip, again, uh, of the movie and the podcast. So I thought that it was still a good discussion, and I still love the film. And so I just thought, you know what? I'll just uh, put a quick little intro on it, and I'll rebroadcast it the next time we, uh, we don't have an episode to put out instead of just having an off week. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, this week. So uh, if you listened to this when it came out, you've you've heard this episode before, but if you weren't listening back then or you don't remember or you just want to check it out again, here's Dustin and I again discussing the 2022 film Prey. we were supposed to do pray and then you right. couldn't do the show. So Cal and I were like, that's cool. We've got other stuff we were going to talk about like right th- now this week. Yep. Anyways. Yep. And this stuff, things that you hadn't seen. So we were like, all right, it's fine. Yeah. And then at the end of that show, we were like, all right, so next week we'll sit down and do pray. Yep. Uh, and then Kellen just forgot that he was on vacation. <laughs> so, <laughs> as uh, you do. so, but you are back. Uh, I am back. And uh and then John was supposed to join us and then he couldn't. So right. this was originally gonna be like a pretty big a pretty big episode. Yep. And now it's just a normal big episode. Right. But before we get to pray, we are recording this on August 16th. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul has just has just exited the air. Yes. For the final time. Yep. And Series you saw finale. It. I yes. did see it. I did see it. When did this start? Man, this started in like 2015. It's been a long time. Wow. And that was just like, what, two years after Breaking Bad, right? Okay, so season, the last part of season five was, yep, September 2013. You're right. 2013. Yep, so 2012 is when the final season premiered. Right. 2013 is when it wrapped. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, two-year gap. So I have not caught up, nor have I certainly not seen the series finale of the show, but you wanted to give a quick, I'm assuming recommendation. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm maybe we'll do like a full on review one of these days. I'd love to. Yeah. After you catch up after who, after, uh, Kellen catches up whoever, but for now, um, I'll just say, you know, this is, this is one of the rare shows that I, decided to keep up with um as it was airing rather than wait and so for the past few years i've since i cut 
cable, um, I've been able to view it next day, like by buying it on Amazon or whatever, each episode as they come out. Um, this year I actually have cable. So I was able to watch it live. This may be the last show that I ever watch live. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, one day it'll be the end and this seems like a good a place as any. Um, I'm not connected to any other shows that are currently airing on on television proper. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, two year break. And then and then this has been years in the making. Obviously, this last season um, had both the benefit and the the. Um, uh, problem to deal with, which was COVID. Um, and, and so the benefit of it was they were able to break and write most, if not all of the season prior to ever going before a camera. Um, which is great because it, it, it allows the writers to have a full picture of the season. Um, you know, without the, the deadline of like, Oh, okay. We're starting to shoot right now kind of thing hanging over them. So, um, so by the time Bob Odenkirk gets in front of a camera, they know the last episode, um, which is, which is cool. Um, but all that to say, this season feels very intentional. This season feels very purposeful and as if they had everything planned out for a very long time. Now I, I, I've heard Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan talk behind the scenes same with Breaking Bad. They really don't have an end game. They didn't have an end game in mind when they started the show. This season is where the premise of the show really starts to take form. So I, back when they were trying to figure out, do we have a show here or do we not? Um, the, the question that Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan asked themselves was, what problem in Jimmy McGill's life does becoming Saul Goodman solve? And they said, if we can come up with that reason, like, what is it? Um, then we have a show. And if we can't, then we don't have a show and we won't make a show. Um, and so this is really the season where you start to see the problem that uh, makes Jimmy go full Saul. Um, and so... Um, this season veers a lot closer to the Breaking Bad days because it is a lot closer to the Breaking Bad days. Um, so there's some cool connections there. And, uh, you know, I'd say if you really, really loved Breaking Bad, I'd say this season is probably going to be your favorite season. Um, it, it, it's it's just great, the connection between the two without ever feeling, at least for my money, without ever feeling fan servicey or, um, you know, those typical prequel problems. Um, but yeah, it, it, so what I'll say for me, the big question was, can they stick the landing? And, and I say, yes, I think they totally stuck the landing, um, which is rare because, you know, shows don't often do that. And it's even rarer that breaking bad sticks its landing. And then this one does the same thing. Um, you know, the cynic in me says they cannot possibly do it twice. Um, and yet they did. And even El Camino, like, you know, I, I, I've heard the complaints, you know, that it's not necessary, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, I liked El Camino. Like I, I, it's weird that they have been able to essentially roll the dice three times and come up a winner all three times. Um, but they have. So if you've been waiting until the end to try to jump into better call Saul, or if you're a few seasons behind and just wondering if this is going to be worth it. Um, the answer to that question is yes, it is worth it. Yes, it does 
uh, in, in, in several different ways, paint the Breaking Bad story a little bit differently, but never in a way that feels like it's contradictory or like it's um, uh, sort of belittling Breaking Bad to build Saul up. It is um, it's just flavoring it in a different way. And obviously, um, just by its nature, you're going to know more about Jimmy McGill, about Saul Goodman, if you watch Breaking Bad a second time um, after having watched Better Call Saul. Um, so it just flavors it a little, little differently, and it's great. And for my money, I think it's the best prequel ever made. Ooh. Um, and and should be the blueprint for how you make a prequel. And we will talk more about that maybe in our full review and, and what exactly it is that that works um, and why some things like Star Wars prequels or what have you don't. No. Um, but yes, I, I think I think it's totally worth your time. And if you are still on the fence or if you're behind, catch up. It's definitely it's no longer on television, but it is the best show on television um, by a landslide. Um, cinematography, music, uh, editing, performances, uh, direction, the whole thing is fantastic, superb. It is a different show than Breaking Bad was, um, but uh, it, here in its final season, you start to see the common elements and uh, and that's really fun to watch those unfold in real time so um so yeah i had a great time with better call saul totally recommend it and um you know one day when we do our play-by-play um you know we can talk more uh in depth about it but for now totally totally recommended um the first five seasons are on netflix Season six, um, I don't know when it'll drop on Netflix. Um, like I said, it just finished airing on AMC, so it may still be a while. Um, you may have better luck if you just wanted to like pick up the Blu-ray when it comes out. I'd imagine that will come out before it'll drop on Netflix. But it being the final season, AMC might be ready to, to get it in front of as many people as possible. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, but uh, great show and highly recommended. Um, and uh, I look forward to whatever it is that Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould do next. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I have enjoyed their answer to what's the next spinoff, um, which, uh, Vince, uh, said, uh, there is not another spinoff. Um, for now, at least they are moving on, doing something different. And, and I, I loved his honesty. Vince Gilligan said, um, Something to the effect of if everything I do next fails, then, yeah, it'll be tempting to come back to the well. But for now, <laughs> no. And uh, and and that's isn't that the truth. That's how it always works. So um, but but this feels like a closure, final, done. There are no more loose ends. Um, and uh, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad it, it I'm glad it's. It stuck the landing because you know that that is always the big question is like is this yeah. yeah I like it now but does this take a turn like I mean I liked Game of Thrones and then yeah rare <laughs> right um, well and I hear the same thing about shows like Dexter right I've yeah. not seen Dexter but but no. that's but the impression that I get one reason I haven't seen Dexter is I heard that it shits it's the, the bed <laughs> so. right exactly <laughs> and so you know it's it's one of these things where you just have to uh, you have to be aware that like. It, after so many years, your audience has expectations in mind. And so you better think through what you're doing. Well, I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I wanted to catch up on the show and, um, yeah. cause I'm, I'm a couple of seasons behind. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, once we're, once I'm done with that, I'd love to, I'd love to sit down and talk about it and hash it out. It's one of those prequels that like when it's done, it makes you feel like, man, I need to go back and watch Breaking mm-hmm. Bad now. Yeah. Cause like the freshest thing on my mind is Better Call Saul. So let me just like continue the story on. Um, but, and I'm curious, uh, like I'd love to experiment and, and show Better Call Saul to somebody who's never seen Breaking Bad mm. and work backwards. Yeah. Um, but I really don't think it would work as well. Um, Interesting. Cause you, you, know, you, 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 one, one could assume because it's chronological at that point that it would work fine or better. You you would think, but th- there are um, it, it, it it feels to me like the creators are sort of like they know probably some people haven't seen Breaking Bad, but we're going to write for the people who have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, hot damn. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that's a, all right. Well, uh, we'll we'll move on then to tonight's movie for sure. But uh, let's do it. Um, you got me all excited. You got me all hot and bothered, Dustin. Yeah. For some It's for so some good. Saul. It's so good. All right. Um so let's talk about Prey. Um let's do it. Uh, so Prey is uh, I'm reading some stuff here. It is the fifth installment of the Predator franchise. Um a prequel it says to the first four films because of its time period. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a film that is on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. It dropped uh, by the time this is out. It's been about three weeks or so. Yeah. I don't really follow film news too much anymore beyond what's in our text thread. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I first started seeing like first trailer for this or whatever, I, I, I wasn't aware that it was just on Hulu. Mm. I thought it was theatrical. Sure. Um, and at some point I was like, oh, this is exclusively on Hulu. Yeah. Weird. But then I was also like, oh, good. Like I can see it right away. You know, yeah, it was that, that, that mixed feeling. Uh, and yep. I didn't realize it was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who I've been aware of since the slash film cast days, because mm-hmm. he is, he was like a, he was like a podcast host. He was one of the, um, what's that? The, um, oh, what's it called? The totally rad show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would come on the slash film cast every now and then. And I remember when he directed that, that portal, um, short yeah because uh, portal was big at the time and i was like oh wow good for him and then was it straight to 10 cloverfield lane for him after that like didn't he direct something before that maybe some tv let me see um no i think after the portal thing it was he was just straight into 10 cloverfield lane obviously the premise being that it's it, it's 1719 there's no mercenaries um yeah. have you seen any of the other predator films other than the the first, have you seen the first Predator? So I've seen the first Predator and I saw the, I guess it was what, 2015 oh, Predator? right. Yeah, yeah. Pre- uh, Predators. Ooh, no, 2011, I think. 2011, whatever, whenever it yeah, was. Yeah, let me double check um, that. But yeah, the... the uh, You're probably right. Yeah, I think it was right after college. Yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, Predators was... Adrian Brody. 2010. And that, I know Robert Rodriguez produced that, but the director was Nimrod Antal. I was talking to John about it, I, I, and yeah, because uh, I think he's—I think he and I have the same franchise experience. I think I think I've, I think he's also only seen this film, Predators, and the original Predator. Yeah, I've not seen any of the sequels. I heard they're terrible. Yeah, Predators was solid. Like it got a lot of shit, but yeah. like as far as I was concerned, it was perfectly entertaining film. You know, with some kind of some silly characters here and there, but like, sure. but. I liked it. I thought it was cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember liking it. I don't really, really remember much about it, um, but I saw it in theaters. Yeah, in that one, they find out that they've been dropped onto the Predator's planet. Predator doesn't come Correct. to Earth and hunt people. They have been abducted and taken yeah. to the Predator planet. So even if they win, they, they can't yeah. escape the planet. Right. And it's a bunch of like convict ex-military people. And I remember that was the, one of the first things I saw Alice Braga in and uh, Walton mm. Goggins is in it and yep. Topher Grace is in it. Yep. But yeah, like you said, Adrian Brody, Lawrence Fishburne's in that movie. Yep. Um, anyway, Predators was, uh, was pretty legit. Um, and then I heard that this most recent one, The Predator, was terrible. Yeah. It seemed so, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, this film is not terrible. This film... I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. And I believe you did too, which is why we're here to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Kellen, Kellen enjoyed it, uh, yep. which, which he and all of us acknowledged is strange. Yeah. It was so funny. Cause I was sitting down watching and I was like, Hey, who else is watching pray? And you and him were both like, Oh, I am actually. And, yeah. and about, you know, whatever, 30 minutes into the movie, Kellen was like, this is actually a good film. What happened? How did this happen? Yeah. Right. Um, because it's, it's a, it's a franchise film. It's been put straight to streaming. It's, yep. you know, got a, you know, arguably gimmicky, you know, premise and, um, and there's no reason why it should be good, but it yeah. is. Um, so like I said, Dan Trachtenberg directed it written by Patrick Ason starring mm-hmm. now bear me with me with these names, uh, Amber mid thunder, which is a fucking awesome name. It's a great name. Dakota Beavers. Michelle mm-hmm. Thrush, Stormy Kip, Julian Black Antelope, Bennett Taylor, and Dane DeLigro. Mm-hmm. So the reason those names are so unconventional, these are all indigenous actors. Mm-hmm. They are of various um, Native American ancestry and and tribal lineage. For instance, Amber Mid Thunder is, is Sioux. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all playing Comanche warriors. That's why... It stars so indigenous. You may wonder why why all the indigenous people. Well, the main characters are <laughs> yep. are Comanche, are Comanche Indians, uh, Native American indigenous. God damn it, I don't know what to say. <laughs> they are Comanches, Comanche yeah. people. Yep. That yep. is it. Um, there you go. And, and uh, <laughs> that's going to be so chopped up in the edit. <laughs> they are people. They are people. They are people. <laughs> I was just learning to love. I was just. Learning to love. <laughs> um, so uh, in the film, uh, essentially, Predator comes. To, it's, it's 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 a simple premise. The Predator comes to Earth. It's seventeen nineteen, and the uh, it it uh, quickly locates. Oh, the apex predator around here is the human, of course, mm-hmm. and it is this our particular band of characters or our main heroine. So it's inherently cool. Because there are no machine guns or big burly action stars or explosives or conventional military warfare against alien conventional military warfare. What I love about the movie is it's really well shot. Yep. um, And it is has minimal dialogue, um, even though the characters the, the characters are speaking English. Right. But it is not excessively written because that would have been kind of weird. Yeah. You know, I, I never got the impression, you know, based on movies, versions of history and also just the way life used to be. I never got the 
I always got the impression that us today in present day are as unnecessarily chatty as we've ever been. I never got the yep. feeling that the Comanche just talked excessively. Right. Mama, and then he said this, and then he said this, you know, like right, the, the right. whole of we're, we're hunting, shut up. Yes, you know, exactly. So, so the movie, of course, is is pretty sparse with its dialogue uh, as yep. well. And so much of the film, um, uh, our, our heroine, uh, Naru, I believe her name is, yes. is by herself. So there is no talking. Um, anyway, lots of good things about the movie. Really well shot. It's, it's, it takes place in, you know, the, the Northwest Territory, uh, Wyoming, Northwest Territory, is it Northeast? I, I forgot all my history. Uh, Northern Great Plains. Wow, I wasn't even close. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> Did you see this movie? <laughs> I didn't. Good night. <laughs> this whole thing is a ruse. Oh, I'm a hack fraud. <laughs> um, I don't know. What did, what did you What did you like in particular about the, about the film? Yeah, no. So weirdly enough, I didn't really know anything about this until. I don't know, like a week before it was released, I, I happened to see a, a trailer for it and I was like, or an ad. And I was like, Oh snap. Okay. That's a new predator movie. I'll yeah, see that. That's yeah. on Hulu. And, um, and so I didn't even like really know anything other than predator. That's it. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and free. It's, I already have Hulu. Hey, so <laughs> like, that's all I knew. <laughs> that, that's literally all I knew. So, yeah. so imagine my surprise when I sit down and it's like, you know, it starts in, in, um, the Comanche language and, and then transitions into English. And, um, you see the, you know, the time, the, the, the t- time and location card, um, yeah. on, on screen. And I'm like, Oh, okay. oh that's what this is about. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it, what I liked about it is it felt anthology ish which we don't do as much as we should like with something like the predator or i mean even alien which you know you kind of lump them together because of those spin-off movies where they were lumped together um but but these these movies they're they're essentially like slasher monster movies and like that's the premise it doesn't need anything more than that it's right. just a group of people being hunted that's it that's all you yeah. need so the logical thing is I don't know, just pick a time period in a group of people. Yeah. And and there you go. Like that's all you have to do. And and it kind of proved that okay, is there going to be a prey to? Maybe. Um if so, it doesn't even have to follow Naru. Like it could totally just be like this is feudal Japan or this yeah. is, you know, uh freaking somebody uh, somebody pointed out wouldn't it have been interesting to for the predator to show up in the middle of the American Civil War? Yeah. And then for, for, for North and South to unite against like just <laughs> against do, just the do an alternative history where there was yeah, no civil sure. war. We united right. and killed the predator and we lived in peace and harmony. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that you could do anything. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, what's great about this premise. And so, um, yeah, like I can't sit here and be like, Oh, the story is, uh, unique and whatever. it's just, it's just the monster hunt people. Like that's the whole, that's the whole premise. But, um, and, and girl wants to prove herself to a tribe that says she can't. Right. And like, these are, these are ideas that are not foreign to us. We we've seen them a million times, but what's great is packaging them together. And, um, and, and I think that Naru's journey is, um, 
is easy to latch onto. Um, she's a good character. And from the outset, like you, you side with her, um, you want her to succeed. And at the beginning of the film in act one, she has a major setback. Her, her, her goal is, is completely uh, dashed. And so she has to then kind of rebuild from that. It's great setup, great structure. Um, And, and, and then, and then there's this weird twist um, it's not even a twist though, that, that then the French trappers are involved in like all of this stuff that I didn't see coming. Um, and so th- to me, I was just invested. And, and I think that's what it boils down to is, can I invest in this main character? Yeah. There's, is she super talkative or like, I know all about her, her backstory, not necessarily, but I don't have to. Um, and all I have to do is know that her goal is to be respected as a hunter. Mm-hmm. Her goal is to, you know, sort of defy these gender roles that her, uh, her tribe wants to keep her contained in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, even though we, as the audience, we kind of know she has the ability. That's what I latched onto was her character. Um, and, uh, and, and her dog was super, awesome and cute to look at. And I'm like, Hey, I like this dog. I like, I like a good movie dog. And, uh, and so I, I was on board with that. And then, you know, this predator is sort of a more, um, like ancient version of the predator. Like it's not the fully high tech, crazy predator that we've seen before. This is like, you know, a, a back in time predator, mm-hmm. uh, but he still has, crazy weapons that these people have never seen before laser guidance systems and cloaking and all that crazy stuff. And of course a spaceship. So, um, so he's technologically advanced, but he still somewhat seems a little more like primitive. Yeah. More primitive. And, and, um, and, and I think that's, that's a great choice. Um, he is, uh, he's intimidating and I just enjoyed watching him fight her. Like that's just a great, a great time. Um, I think if I were to critique any one part of it, it would just be the visual effects. Um, you know, there, there are some CG animals in the film, which at times seem really great and Mm. at other times not so great. And I kind of knew what I was in for. There's a scene early on where she's hunting a deer and the deer's running and it's like, okay, this is a CG deer yeah. <laughs> and, and you just kind of have to let it go. And you'll yeah. see a lot of other CG animals throughout the film. And you know what? These are animals that are being hunted by a monster. So yeah, probably don't like actually kill some animals for, for this movie, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like you couldn't possibly train real animals for what they had to, to do, accomplish yeah, and, to do yeah. this. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm okay with it. But that is a little bit of a detractor for me. Um, but apart from that, I mean, visually great story wise, you know, it's great. I mean, it, I, it, it, it's good. I'm not going to say like it's a masterpiece, but it's 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 good. It's great. It does what it's supposed to do and it does it effectively. And that's all you can really ask of a movie like this. So I'm, I'm on board. I mean, I, it's probably, I mean, I haven't seen all the films, but assuming the ones I haven't seen are terrible as I've heard they are. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite of the predator movies. Uh, I, I don't, I, the first one is what it is, but it just doesn't happen to be my cup of tea compared to, I won't say where predators sits on that list, but I will say I really enjoyed it. Uh, although I haven't watched it since was that, no, it couldn't have been. 
I don't know what happened to that Blu-ray. I was about to blame that on the uh, Delta employee, but that <laughs> yeah. that was that was after that. So uh, yeah, I can't. Do yeah. That. So so I I like the original Predator, but I don't love it. And like I know it gets a lot of praise, and a lot of people really love it because they grew up with it, and you know it's eighties yeah. classic action. I don't know if they've watched it lately though. <laughs> yeah, and to me, like it's fine, but it's not nearly as good as Alien. It's not nearly as good as no. the Terminator. Like it does not hold a candle to those. Um, and so yeah, I mean. It's fine, but it, it, I have no I have no love for the Predator. And and the truth is, uh, you know, the completionist in me says like, oh, I liked Prey. Let me go back and watch Predator 2. And, and but then I'm like, I, you know what? I actually have no interest in nope. this. I, I really <laughs> I'm don't. I'm, I'm good with this being a cool movie. Yeah. And and, you know, knowing that there are other Predator movies out there, but I have no interest in rewatching them. I agree. No, I, I mean, enjoyed this way more than I did the others. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, this one was, this one was, was awesome. And, it, and it's getting, um, it's getting some, some criticism. I don't know if you've been, uh, tuned into any of this or not. No. Um, this, this, I can imagine what it is, but it's a, it's a woman. Yeah. It's a woman. It's a Mary Sue. Uh, she's no. a Mary Sue. No, see, okay. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me just put, put a pause on that. Mary Sue is such an overused term. Yeah, I, it's like uh, but by any, those auspices, women can't do anything in movies. Yeah, correct. Like, like I'm going to I'm going to Google right now. What does like the, the at, actual definition of as Mary you're Sue? Googling that? I will just say, like, it is it is like a sexist argument because it's assuming a woman that has too many skills couldn't possibly exist. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, unrealistic. Or I don't Christ. Yeah. yeah th- this says Mary Sue is a term used to describe a fictional character, usually female, who is seen as too perfect and almost boring for lack of flaws. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so already uh, it's a high bar that isn't actually met by most characters that people complain about being a Mary Sue. Right. Like, so I, I the first time I ever heard that term was applied to Ray from the Star Wars. Star sequels. Wars. Yeah. And, and even then I'm like, look, <clears throat> I understand your critique is that she kind of picked up a lot of Jedi stuff really quickly. Specific skills. <laughs> um, and and I get that, right? Mm-hmm. Like Luke had to train for this. Obviously, they're training younglings from the time they're kids to be able to do things. And then she just kind of picks it up very naturally. I get it. I understand the complaint. But then, since then, it seems like every time there's a female protagonist who's remotely talented at anything, <laughs> we just immediately say, Mary Sue, Mary Sue, Mary Sue. Yeah. I don't think that Naru falls under that category. She because doesn't. Because we see her training. Like, we see her. She's got the tomahawk. Yeah. And she ties a rope to it so she can, like, throw it and pull it back. Yeah. Right? This is... Uh, you know, suspension of disbelief, right? Sure. Because obviously that's not, it's not quite going to work that way, but sure. And she's practicing yeah. and it's not like she just is great she, at it. Her, her skill is, yeah. I mean, it applies to that sort of craft and, and, yeah. uh, and combat skill, yeah. but it's more very well established early on in the movie that she just pays attention to shit. She yes. pays attention to detail. She notices things and right. she learns very quickly, Correct. which is, you know, which is kind of what makes her compelling protagonist. Like, yeah, she's a woman. So she starts further back socially within her, yeah. her culture, 
Um, and is, you know, what, what's the saying? Like what, you know, work twice as much to get half as far, you know, like has to do all that. But like, but what she possesses that her, that her, her contemporaries don't is this, perhaps because she's a woman is she has this skill of I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to observe, I'm going to learn how things work and I'm going to just, I'm going to learn to do it really well and, 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 and take care of stuff. Here's the thing. Like if you handed me the keys to, to this and said like, we want you to write, you know, a, a, a predator spinoff set in, uh, you know, the 1700s and blah, blah, blah. If that, if that was the premise that you handed me and said, write it, here's the problem. Either I create a character like her brother and he's my protagonist, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of inherently boring because all we've ever seen are like these muscular good warriors fighting against the predator. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the let's find something new part of my brain kicks in and goes, no, we don't want to see another like macho man beat up a predator. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not what I want to see. So what's the opposite of that? Okay. Well, it's a woman. Okay. So then there's one of two things. A woman, even a man, there's no way that you can defeat a predator without using your brain. That's the whole point of the predator is that you're going to outsmart the predator. You're not going to outfight the predator. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't fight the predator like hand to hand. He dips himself in mud because he realizes this is how I can cloak myself from the predator. Right. Like this. You have to use your wits to defeat the predator. Predator's too strong. Predator like rips people in half. He's throwing bears. Right. No. If anything, the predator's a Mary Sue. Um, <laughs> he has no flaws. Um, but, but, but Naru had like she, so, so, okay. So I've got this female protagonist and, and that's inherently interesting because it's something we haven't seen before. I either have her, she's super good at everything. Well, that's not good. That's not good storytelling. There's no conflict there. Okay. So she kind of has to be. She kind of has to be flawed, mm-hmm. but smart enough to win in the end. Or she doesn't have to win in the end. I could kill her and it's just a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you kind of have to beat the predator at the end. So like, yeah. that's where you have to go with it. So she's going to outsmart him, which means she's going to be smart. But the, but the thing that they do that's smart here is... It is her. It is her. Her intelligence that wins the day, yeah. right? Because all these people that are saying Mary Sue, if that if that is indeed the complaint, are ignoring the the aforementioned practice scenes, the 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 aforementioned failure to to kill the the, the lion, lion yeah. um, and all of her like uh, presumed warrior training that we did not see prior to this film. Right. So, so presumably yeah. she's been practicing for a while. Let's forget like, yeah, not to mention like the, this, the sample pool we're, we're playing in. Th- these aren't a bunch of Midwestern drunks. These are the correct. fucking Comanche. That the Comanche is correct. In the, the Comanche, Jesus, the Comanche warriors, the Comanche human beings. Yes. God. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm from Alabama. I don't know better. Um, uh, the, the Comanche were, are, were famously, infamously, wow, I was going to say the word savage, but in a good way, Jesus Christ, Dustin, I'm, I'm, (laughs) they're tough. 
they're they're they're, 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 they're the real deal good fighters <laughs> they're no but the comanche were were ruthless the comanche yeah. like there's there's all kinds of books like i think i think uh empire empire of the summer moon is the book is like mm-hmm. the seminal book on the comanche yeah if you're gonna have any group of people male or female where you're yeah. like could a human being possibly be that deadly with primitive weaponry it's the Comanche. If you've right. ever seen the Deadliest Warrior, where they have those experts, did, you, did right. you ever watch that show? No, I didn't. It's great. I don't know where it is now. I, I remember like watching it. Like I think it might have been like on Netflix back in the day. I don't, mm. no idea where the show is now, but it was this old sure. show that I think was on like the History Channel. It was a really cool premise where it was like, what if the what if we could make like these groups of people who didn't exist at the same time in history? It's 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 a, it's like a really cool scientific version of who would win in a fight. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's like, okay, would five Comanche versus five, you know, whatever, a Spets, yeah. Russian Spetsnaz. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, obviously yeah. they have superior weaponry, but what do the Comanche have? Uh, what edge do they have tactically, you know? Yeah. And like, they go through all these things, like we that, like five categories, weapons, tactics, you know, physical, you know, it's like hand-to-hand combat, close range combat, ranged combat. And they run and they do all these tests with like ballistics gel and they get like their one expert to represent each side. Like, so for the Comanche, they would have like a, you know, some indigenous, like, you know, expert who's there, who's going to actually like be the person who's, who, who is today deadly with those weapons. They'll forge the weapons. They'll have those guys throw it at like a ballistics dummy and be like, all right, look at the penetration right through his skull. You know, they'll study it. They'll do a bunch of data and then they'll run a thousand simulations with that yeah. data and they'll say, and then before they show you the result, they do a full reenactment where you no, watch cool. actors playing them. You watch all the situations play out. And yeah. at the end, it's like, all right, well, we ran the sins and the Comanche emerged victorious. Out of a thousand battles, 700 and yeah. something of them were Roman the Comanche. This is, uh, I guess, my recommendation. Go find, if you sure. can find the deadliest warrior somewhere yeah. online. I loved that show. Yeah. Um, I watched cool. it all the time. And that and that was one of the places where I learned about I think the Apache and the Comanche. Just the amount of arrow, like the way they held arrows, like quivers yeah. don't quivers, I don't even think were a thing. They just held like three or four arrows between their fingers. Yeah. And they learned and they trained how to be able to like pretty much shoot them like rapid fire. So one Comanche yeah. could loose like five arrows in a few seconds and kill five people who wow. had no idea they're even being fired at. Yeah, um, yeah. So all that to say, they're bad motherfuckers. The yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so to say like one of them is a Mary Sue because she's a female, that's definitely sexist. It's not historically accurate uh, to say that. And uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 I, I, uh, and even like people like, like, like many, many people are, are given this film credit for historical accuracy yeah both to the the, the gender roles that existed um, in in comanche tribes and also just like the period uh clothing and the horse culture and even 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 the toothbrush like it's like they had like they they committed hard to it and that's one of the reasons the film is respected forget performing well or getting views like it is it's being respected because it you almost know reverse engineering it like this movie will come under scrutiny for Mm -hmm indigenous authenticity how can yep. we do that well yep. let's cast indigenous people let's have yep. a person let's have like a consultant be like yeah don't do that don't do that yep. how about this instead and uh not only does it not negatively affect the film as if it even would yep. it's it, it enhances the film 
Right. And it, it's another important, I think, another important uh, on, on the representation front. You want to talk about, you know, Black Panther and Captain Marvel in terms of like, can a, can, can, can a movie gain mass appeal with minority casting or, you know, non-white male casting? The answer is, mm-hmm. well, obviously, yes. And so here's yes. another example. Like, here's a really cool action movie that's built around the premise that yeah. these are Comanche Indians and uh, it's great. And it, right. Yeah. The, the, the last thing I'll say about this Mary Sue comment is this is the type of film criticism I hope that we veer away from as a culture yes. because it, it, people just throw that term out and think they're saying something lofty about a film. It, it, it's so much more impactful and thoughtful if instead of just saying, she's a Mary Sue, if you <laughs> if you instead say, um, I thought her uh, her growth as a warrior um, was not not effective for me. Right. Um, Story wise, it didn't work for me. Or here's what they could have done to better um, better portray that arc for her is like here's some ideas or or whatever. But just saying Mary Sue does it, that says nothing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you don't understand what that term means if the term because because to me, there's a very obvious difference between and and I'm not calling Ray. Uh, a Mary Sue either, but, but there's a very clear difference in the way that that character is, is treated in her story versus this character. And so using the same term to describe both just proves the irrelevancy of the, t- of the term. Right. So let, let's, let's remove the term. Is that the only, is that, is that the biggest complaint that, that, that we're seeing? I think this? that's the biggest complaint I've heard that okay. I've heard that's personally reached me. I don't think anyone has been like, why would the predator go there? You know, like no one has any yeah. problem with <clears throat> the plot. Right. I think some people, there might have been a brief complaint. Like, why are they speaking English? It's like, well, mm. cause it's an American made film. Yeah. Um, also, and, and, and I, and I, I'm fine with that for two reasons. One, it's an American made film. They're going to speak English. Like yeah. you could yeah. have them speak, uh, you know, of, uh, in subtitles the whole time. Yeah. Um, that kind of sucks when you're watching an action movie and you're, you're yeah. trying to follow like beats on screen and you don't have to have your eyes pulled away. Yeah. Um, that, that's the only thing about reading subtitles that, that genuinely does suck and is inferior experience watching a movie is your eyes are pulled away from faces yeah. and, and visual yeah. action. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, and it wouldn't have performed nearly as well. And, and you no. can say that's a good thing or a bad thing, but if we're talking about representation, I don't think it would have been great for uh, a film with uh, a Native American cast to not do well because they're not speaking English. Yeah, that, that's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Why don't they speak the English? Come on, speak American. Speak American like all good people do. Yeah, speak American, Native American, as long as it's American. <laughs> We're doing the thing again. We're. <laughs> We always devolve into that guy. What's we're, his, like, his, we're like Southern Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what tarnation is this? Stanley and Stanley and Warren. Stanley and Waldale. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a couple of Southern hotel chains, not Statler and Waldorf, but maybe like uh, Sheraton and... <laughs> Hilton Garden Inn, <laughs> but 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 they 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 do the thing here, which uh, which I think is the correct thing, um, which is the Hunt for Red October thing. Start the film in Comanche, yeah, and then they 
transition it to English for those who don't know is cinematic language for yeah, they're not really speaking English, but we're not going to make you read subtitles for this whole film. So right. we're going to, we're going to put it in English. Okay. Is everyone cool with that? Would you rather yeah. it be the other way? And cause that's, that's what Hunt for October did again to briefly explain it. Yeah. Hunt for October is a film that's primarily Russian characters, yeah. but the film it's played by, you know, well, first of all, the book is not written in Russian. It's, it's an American book from by, by Tom Clancy. So, yeah. uh, the book's already Russian people speaking English. Spoiler right. alert. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, in the movie with Sean Connery and I believe Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Is, uh, you know, they start in Russian and then they do this thing where um, someone is reading a book. And I remember this this factoid, uh, actually. I don't know if you remember every little piece of it, but they, they're they zooming in slowly on this person. And he's Russian. He's just reading a quote. And then when he says the word Armageddon, we speak to English. And I believe that's because that was the one word in the entire two languages that are the same, that mm. sound the same. Mm. Like the Russian word for Armageddon is Armageddon. Yeah. So they picked that word to stop the zoom and yep. then reverse back out. And as we reverse out, he continues in English. Yeah. And that was their way of saying these characters are Russian. Look, yep. we made them speak Russian for a scene. Yep. We're going to have them speak English now, but just yep. so you know, and just in case you get lost, they're speaking Russian in universe. Right. And then Valkyrie did the same thing. Yep. Another famous woman. They're like, oh, English actors, German characters. They did the thing. Tom Cruise is speaking German. Tom Cruise, yep. by the way, learned German, learned an yep. entire language Yep. to prepare to speak German for the entirety of that film. Yep. And then they were like, let's do it in English. Yeah. So he writes a letter. And as he's writing the letter in German, he's speaking aloud in German. There's an overlapping voiceover, also Tom Cruise, that begins in English and stays in English. And yep. for the rest of the movie, German characters English. speaking English. So this yeah. is this this is the third film that I know of that employs this device. It yeah. works, it's valid, yep. and as long as you do it, there shouldn't be any confusion. Yeah. Sheer moron. The the only thing that slightly takes me out about it is sometimes when they do use uh, words from their native tongue. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, Oh, so wait, what but are you speaking? speaking? Right. <laughs> why, why did, why did my translator bust? Hey, yeah. Hey, so, Hey, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I agree. I mean, if you're one of the people that can't enjoy the film because they're speaking English, it's you, an English you, movie. You shouldn't watch movies. That, that's the thing. Like, right. like movies to a certain extent, no matter how authentic they are, 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 are a, are a, are a dramatized representation right. of an experience. Right. You know, yes. Oh, wow. They're not speaking Comanche. You know what else is weird? There's a fucking alien in this movie. Yep. That's weird also too, weird. right? Yep. I'd argue a bit more weird. And it's not speaking English either. Why aren't they speaking? Why are they speaking English? No, they wouldn't have been speaking English either. Yeah. What about the thing they're fighting? Do those exist? Would that have existed? That's crazy too, right? Right. <laughs> uh, and and, yeah. and 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 they hint at it later in the movie, just like in case you're lost, that the French people are speaking French. And right. then he's like, I, sp I also speak Comanche. And I was like, you mean English? Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> Comanche. Like, right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I also speak Comanche. Right. You see, do you hear me speaking Comanche to you? This is it right here. Yeah, This is it. He looks at the camera. I'm speaking it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but did you like the action in this? Cause I did. I did. Yeah. I thought it was great. There, there's that scene, the sequence it's and creative spoilers, maybe 
Oh, yeah. uh, there's there's that sequence where the predator is being attacked or, or and attacking the 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 French trappers and and mm-hmm. it, that's just a great sequence. My, my brain immediately went to that No Man's Land Wonder Woman thing, and I just want to see the mashup between like somebody edit on one side is the predator in this like wasteland and the other side is wonder woman. Um, because like visually they look similar. Very similar. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I, I, yes, it's, it was, the action was great. Um, easy to follow, easy to understand what was happening. Um, even though one of the characters is literally invisible. Um, and, um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, it's just really inventive. Uh, and of course, you know, you don't, you don't have, or for the most movie, you don't have any, um, any gun, gun, uh, yeah. gunpowder based weapons. Right. And so you just got a lot of creative stuff with the predators weapons and with, you know, um, hatchets and bow and arrow. Yeah. I love um, all of his weapons. Yeah. The, the predators weapons are great. Uh, and then you move into firearms with the French and yeah. his shield smasher thing. And, you know, yeah, his, his, which uses his, like his, decapitate that guy. Yeah, his his sharp shield. It's, it reminds yeah. me of like a big vegetable strainer. Yeah, um, yep. satellite dish thing that he yep. expands out, cuts off heads. Yes, um, I love how his his arm gets ripped off, and he's just kind of like, ah, shit. Uh, uh, I can't believe I let her take off my arm. <laughs> I'm such a dumbass. I needed that arm. <laughs> like he's just disappointed. Like you you would think at some point, like the predators. Like I know their whole thing is that they go after the the biggest uh, challenge, yeah, right? Yeah. But you think at a certain point the predator would just be like, "Look, I look, I, I I've killed twenty seven humans. I'm I'm going home. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. I don't need yeah. I don't need this one." That's not his game, though. He, it's he, not his game. He's gotta he's gotta test himself against see the, it see it through. And I I totally I didn't even realize till you know when you're supposed to realize it in the movie, I was like, Oh, that flower, that herb she makes is it lowers body temperature. Lowers I was like, body temperature. Oh, I that's, totally forgot. That's like an element of this movie. Like that's yeah. cool. And yeah. 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 I love that. That's set up. I love like the, the swampy quick Sandy yeah. thing yeah. that it's like, Oh, this is, a, this is clearly a setup. Cause what I thought was going to happen when that was that it was going to be like Arnold again. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I'm in mud and now I'm invisible. I, I was worried about that too. Cause I was like, well, we are somewhere where there's mud. I hope we yeah. so we're probably going to see mud later. Mud existed right. in the 1700s as well. Mud is yep. always around. I guess we're yep. just always going to have mud cause they did yep. mud and predators too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm glad they didn't and they went a different route and that was great. And again, like she does not like choke the predator to death or pick it up or do anything that is physically implausible. Like, yeah, you know, this is this is a character who is mostly attacking him at a distance um, or Or tricking him or setting a trap or or something, you know, like just is faster or quicker than him, which, again, not to split hairs, but the Comanche were extremely quick. That's part of their, you know. Yeah. Look at me over here. I'm Comanche expert. Like, let me tell you something about <laughs> the Comanche, okay? My name's Connor Dempsey. Hey. Hey. Let I'm me talk uh, to you about the Native American people. I, I may look like a white guy, but I'm not. I'm Comanche myself. White on the inside, not on the inside. Wait. Yes. I'm 164th. Yeah. 164th Native American <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah, I'm Native American up the line somewhere. Way how, on up the line. How'd I get this way? Well. Bad, bad things, bad things, <laughs> bad, bad things. Yes. Uh, not by me, of course. 
<laughs> and I have um, no proof that they were yeah, bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, yeah perhaps it. they, yeah, perhaps I, they were consensual. We don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone? Is there any? Is there any white person who has no fraction Native American? I don't know. Are you any? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. Like what? Like a 64th or something? I don't know. It's, it's not a lot. We're, we're from Georgia. Like we're, it's, it's all Cherokee. Yeah, Cherokee. You know, Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. I like think everybody Cher- has some Cherokee. The, the biggest Cherokee influence in my life was the Jeep Grand kind. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to Stanley and Wilson or whatever his name was. We, we got it. We got to figure out his name. <laughs> Anyway, uh, hey Wilson, you hear the dog's name in this was sorry. Yeah, I was real sorry I watched it. (laughs) 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 So you gotta do the laugh and you gotta tweak it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) What are these gentlemen wearing? They're not wearing suits, clearly. Oh, no, it's it's flannel, unless they're houndstooth. Houndstooth suits, yes. They're dressed dressed like Bear Bryant. Yes. <laughs> houndstooth. One's wearing yes. a houndstooth. The other's just wearing overalls, half buttoned over. Half, yes. With <laughs> some straw sticking out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The straw. <laughs> yeah, I was real sorry I watched it. <laughs> Money bags. <laughs> You know, uh, if we if we had any sense, we would we would we would have a company make these Muppets so that we could sell them. Yes, <laughs> on correct. our website. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say. Uh, it, it was it was a really cool experience, uh, and um, I was it was it wasn't too long. That was another thing Kellen mentioned. He goes, "It's a well, like a hundred minute film, like yeah, hour hour forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah hour forty, yeah. and it was uh, it was." It was great. Didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Kept it simple. Yep. And it let the visuals and the filmmaking drive the ship. Yep. Uh, not any, not jokes. People, people, again, the big, uh, the big complaint for, that I saw about the movie was that it was woke. And it's like, okay, but as we said earlier, like having a female protagonist uh, is not equal to, to, to wokeness, um, right. Whether their primary goal of making the movie was to like, I, I read Facebook comments on, on friends posts about the movie and yeah. some of these people are just like, you know, it's a big thing in Hollywood, you know, they're the, the, to pushing, pushing the woke agenda. We've talked before, like there is not like a singular consciousness referred to as Hollywood, right? Hollywood Correct. is not a monolith. Uh, there's just one entity, one HAL 9000 in a big fiery skyscraper studio, like must be woke, (laughs) you know, it's right. It's right. Dave. Um, yeah, there's no, there's not an agenda. There is a bunch of people who are really freaked out, who want to make the right thing that they're trying to appeal to as many people as possible. And what, what dumb dumb people on Facebook don't realize, quote unquote, wokeness is yeah. what most people want in their yeah. movies. Yeah. Not necessarily wokeness as those people define it, but people want movies yeah. to be less like they have been in yeah. the past. And yep. because of that, studios are like, 
because there's such intense scrutiny about representation, authenticity, minority casting, you know, gender roles, like all that stuff. It's um, uh, desexualizing uh, female characters. Like since there's so much discussion about that, and there has been for the past ten years, uh, every single day with every film that comes out, yep. it's like if you're a studio executive, it's like whatever I make, it needs to check all the boxes and. Yeah. And, yep. and, and damn it, if I'm just going to put out something that's horribly generic and not interesting, but, but I'm not going to lose my job for making some sort of culturally insensitive movie, forget yeah. it, you know? Well, and, and here, here's, I think the comparison that a lot of people draw and, and like, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I understand the, the, the woke argument that people make, like why this is woke versus whatever else is not woke or whatever. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'll say, I'll say a couple things. One, if you're a fan of sci-fi and horror and the horror genre and you, and you get uncomfortable by a female protagonist, I would say that the, the genre as a whole should make you uncomfortable. Um, because, <laughs> because like the Terminator alien, these, these men, yep. these movies we mentioned before, um, are, are nothing but f- female protagonist vehicles and, and they're better for it. Yeah. Um, so if that idea is, is, is something that rubs you the wrong way, then I think you're, you're thinking incorrectly. Um, and, and that simply having, like, I, I think I would say like woke, if woke is defined as representation or diversity, then everything should be woke. However, right. <laughs> if, if, if on the other hand, woke is defined as, you know, um, betraying your story, your in-universe story for real world political, uh, propaganda, mm-hmm. then of course we should veer away from wokeness. Right. Um, because, because the story at hand is more important than the propaganda that the writer wants to send out. Right. Um, so, so th- like, like to me, I felt nothing in this. And the comparison is always going to be like, well, well, this versus a Top Gun Maverick or whatever, because that had a man protagonist. And, and I'm like, well, look, because I've heard this argument. I, I, this is one I've heard that the reason Top Gun Maverick did so good is because it ain't woke. And, and I'm like, well, look, it has a male protagonist. I'm not going to say like the reason that that did well was because of anything other than the fact that it was a good movie that had told a good story about Mm -hmm. good characters and was fun to watch. That's why it did well. Yeah. And because attached to it is the biggest movie star of our time. Yeah. Um, That that, that white male co-star, that white male star happened to be Tom Cruise. That's why the movie did well. Right. It wasn't just, you know, Dan from down the street. Like it's Tom Cruise. Um, So, yeah, like, yeah, I don't I don't understand that complaint with this. Like, I think you'd have to dig deeper and find. I don't know that I can come up with one off the top of my head, but like find a specific example of a film that betrays its story to tell propaganda outside of the regular suspension of disbelief of Hollywood movies. Like this is not an example, but like, and this isn't even about wokeness or gender. Like it's just about casting. Like how the, the casting of like someone like Scarlett Johansson as black widow, like, yeah, as well trained as a person can be, there's only so much you can believe that there's only so many full grown, you know, trained, large upper body strength males that she defeats 
not by like speed or like cunning, like fighting techniques, but like just brute force sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's unrealistic, but it's a comic book. It's a movie. Yeah. Like I believe that she can do it because I, you know, it's the kind of of movie I'm watching. Like, you know, and, and, and the movies that, that, that want to do both that cater to like, all right, we want to have some realistic action, but you know, if yeah. we're, if we're being real, like no person could fight this many people yeah. relatively uninjured, like the yeah. closest that comes to trying to do it realistically, quote unquote, is John Wick. And even then it's like, so they haven't banged up a little bit for realism, but if you, yeah. if you, all it takes is watching one of those GQ videos with the doctors who will just go, okay, by this point he will be bleeding internally. Like he's no way he can stand up. Like, so yeah, yeah like we can, we can, we can debate realism and physicality and whatever, and the amount of skills a human being can have at once, yeah. you know, to death. But like, the point is like, if casting or gender choice of your characters is on story, then it's on story. Yeah. If that, if that means that the protagonist is a woman, um, then that's what it is. You know, right. if you're going to say like, well, you know, the, uh, but what if it's an all boys school? Okay. Well, obviously then it would not make sense for it to be a female because why would she be at an all boys school? That right. would be wokeness. Like this, some stupid loophole in the first act, like, well, you're the first girl who's gone to this school. They're, yeah. They want to make it co-ed, I guess. It's like, right. that's kind of weird. That's a yeah. really weird excuse to have a female protagonist. But because women are people who have been around for as long as men have been around, most stories are going to feature women to an extent. And yeah. um, when it, the choice is between a predator movie with a bunch of males who really, they might have difficulties to overcome or, or, you know, flaws as characters that are probably mainly physical because, you know, that, yeah. you know, it's inherently more dramatic to have someone who already feels like she's fighting upstream. Yeah to then have to be up against this other external obstacle yeah. outside of her, the, the stuff she's already struggling yep. against. Right. You know, have it be on story. It is on story. Yep. For sure. And therefore not woke. Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of this spun out of star Wars, like, like that's yeah. where, that's, that's where I, I seem to have seen all this first, like the term Mary Sue. Um, it seems like, everyone was like well ray is the protagonist and then rogue one comes out and it's like well she's the protagonist why are they all women and and then oh and holdo is like the biggest yeah why is she a woman <laughs> completely ignoring the fact that like leia is also a woman You're right yeah you know and and that kind of thing and and that like solo star wars story male protagonist Mandalorian male yeah. protagonist, Book of Boba Fett male protagonist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Star Wars just decided like it's all women now, right? Um, which is how a lot of people make it seem like. Well, they're just pushing women, women girl power, <laughs> and I'm like, I, they're they're not though. Like, yeah. Ray was a singular protagonist, and what's her face from Rogue One that no one remembers is a singular protagonist. I I that that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing that. So it's like this big boogeyman, the word woke sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it just, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't, I, I, I would not say this film is woke because I don't think it betrays its world for political gain in the real world. Right. Um, 
So, so there's that. And I wouldn't say that she's a Mary Sue. So on both counts, you know, whatever ruffled feathers man child is sitting at home in his, in his basement with movie posters and toys behind him. That, that's the guy that, that's the, that's the guy that needs to shut up because that's not real film criticism. Yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't. It's just, it's just uh, horribly subjective nitpicking. Yeah. Uh, which is in itself an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed pray. I would watch it again. Um, same. And, uh, so yeah, I hope, uh, hope, uh, I mean, as far as it being released on Hulu, I, I I don't know, hopefully wherever the numbers are, this incentivizes like, like more films should be made like this. Yes. So I guess if they had a target they wanted to hit and I hope they exceeded it to where they go. Cool. Cause they obviously don't have box office. Yeah. Um, but I believe this was like their biggest, like Hulu's biggest original ever. It was. So then that's like, okay. Which is great. And and it's so unexpected because again, like I didn't know about it till like a week before, but I I watched it the weekend it came out. And then the next Monday went to work and the amount of people who had seen it was insane. You would have thought that it was like a big blockbuster in theaters that everybody saw like a Marvel movie Mm -hmm. because everyone was talking about Prey. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's crazy for a film based on a franchise that no one has, has any affinity for, uh, yeah. just suddenly is like, you know, something everyone's watching. Yeah. But, but that is the power of streaming and you never really know what's going to catch on and what's not. But, um, it's some of that's timing of its release. It just timed out well. And some of it is, you know, whatever, you know, ethereal reason that it is, but, um, but I'm, I'm happy for its success and yeah, I'd totally watch it again. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'd watch a sequel if they did Prey 2, um, you know, I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would too. I probably yeah. would too. What if yeah. they did Eat, Pray, Love? That <laughs> 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 Julia Roberts or whatever, whoever was in that movie. Eat, Pray, Love. That's funny. I don't even have like a, I don't even have a counter joke. I'm just picturing like. Hunt, Pray, Live. <laughs> <laughs> Hunt, pray, comma, live. Correct. <laughs> it's like meditating next to her, you know, and she's like, you really got to try to get as much as you can out of life. And he's like, you're right. And he just puts out the claws and stabs her through the head. No. Pulls her neck out. <laughs> whatever, whatever noise it makes. He shinks out his claw and he, he uses it to skewer some strawberries. Like, oh. He's bleeding from his lips because he doesn't know how to use a fork. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. That's it. That's the one. Okay. All right, everybody. Goodbye.